Hello and welcome to another Friday episode on New Olden Songs Untold. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm here with Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Awesome. So we're back with uh, our second album battle, and this week we're talking about Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera's debut albums, which are Baby One More Time and Christina Aguilera. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to kind of go through, talk about the history of how the album was made, and then also compare the albums. And at the end, we'll see which one we liked better. All right. I guess I'll start yeah, with Yeah, do you the, want to start with yeah, the history? I did. Yeah, I did the Christine, Christine Aguilera's. There's no way you pronounced that correctly ah, throughout this whole episode. No <laughs> um, I, I kind of looked the background uh, for her album, and Anna did Britney Spears' album. Yes. So, uh, Christine Aguilera's album was released August 24th. Well, wow, I was actually pretty close to right now. recording. <laughs> uh, 1999. The uh, so this is obviously both their debut albums. So she got the deal with RCA Records, but they didn't have enough money to sign her right away. So she actually ended up getting a deal through Disney to sing um, "Reflection" off the Mulan uh, movie soundtrack, which is a great movie, by the way. I I don't remember. It. <laughs> Saw it once when we were younger. I don't. I know. Really remember yeah. It. Uh, so that's kind of how she was able to sign with RCA Records, and they kind of, they kind, yeah, they helped her with her first album here. So she wanted the album to be like more of an R and B album, since that's kind of music she was like kind of inspired by. But it was built around more pop songs, not by her choice, and she didn't really have an option because she was eighteen, and this is her first record deal. So that's interesting. Like, that's similar to what happened to Britney Spears. Yeah, also. so it's not like she could be like, no, I want to make this album. Like they paid. Lots of like the next thing I wrote down here is this since it was her first album and she was quote unquote a raw talent, they spent one million dollars on writers, producers, and vocal lessons. Oh my god, that's a and lot of money! It was a very like time consuming process to do, and like she didn't even like write really, she co wrote, like helped co wrote one of the songs, but all the other songs are there's like there's like nine or ten different writing credits and producing credits it's like yeah kind of absurd for like i know that's like how a lot of pop music is but i guess i never really looked at it so yeah that's pretty crazy yeah that's kind of how her album uh came to be awesome so you want to let us know a little bit about britney spears yeah so baby one more time was released on january 12th 1999 uh the the kind of the way it came about was she was negotiating with her manager at the time to join a female pop group called innocence but so her mom kind of contacted like a, a family friend and entertainment lawyer, Larry Rudolph. And after hearing her material, he actually pitched her stuff to record labels. One of the things they kind of submitted was a tape of her singing over a Whitney Houston karaoke song, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And so she ended up like going to New York and meeting with a bunch of record labels. Three of them rejected her arguing that our audiences wanted like pop groups or bands mm-hmm. like Backstreet Boys or Spice Girls and they weren't going to want another Madonna which is funny because like, obviously both of these artists became very popular just as single artists yeah. and solo artists so I thought that was kind of interesting uh, eventually Jive Records was interested and they uh, signed her for a multi-album deal so during the recording process, she recorded 13 songs with Eric Foster White, a producer, and uh, he was kind of responsible for the vocal recordings and song production, while also produ- uh, doing production 
or there was also production done by English electronic music group All Seeing Eye. So I think that's why there's kind of like very much dance pop uh, influences in this album. Makes sense. There definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she originally actually envisioned her music to sound more like Sheryl Crow, like a singer songwriter. I read that. Yeah. I read yeah. That. Uh, but the label wanted her to sound more pop. Which, and in the end, she was like, it makes sense. It kind of fits because she could dance to it and it was mm -hmm. more her, like, personality. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. Yeah. So, do we want to go into... I mean, we can well, talk about a little bit... I guess, like, um, kind of how people were... People kind of compared them. Yes. Throughout their whole careers, people have compared them. Just because they Almost, came like, up... pitted them against each other. Yeah, they well, they kind of did to themselves, too, I read. But... It doesn't musically yeah, I mean, wise. Whole, it wasn't media, really musically media, wise. It, it was, it was all, more like media attention and, and all this kind of stuff. Yes, they were both on the Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse Clubhouse when they were young. Yeah, but apparently one of the fuse was over Justin Timberlake. Yes, <laughs> who also was. <laughs> Which on. I guess Britney Spears kind of won, but yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, if we even like kind of, there wasn't a lot of people. I don't know we kind of talked about this before we started the episode, but that compared the albums himself. Yeah, um, and. I mean, it makes sense why they were compared because they kind of came from the same roots in Disney and they also were just a similar age making music at mm -hmm. the exact same time, you mm -hmm. know? So, and, and they kind of had similar styles, but obviously, like, after they became more popular and their music and careers progressed, they were always pitted against each other in terms of, like, their pop star yep. status and sex appeal and mm -hmm. kind of their musical talent overall. Yeah, and I'd say before we go on to uh, saying, like, what the critically the album was, I would say other people kind of viewed the albums as the Britney Spears album was more of a kind of goody-goody teen pop album yeah. where Christina Aguilera's was more of the underage drinking teenager <laughs> pop album. Yes, they had like distinct images, I mm -hmm. would say, overall. And that's their... what I, that's what people definitely take. That's I've read some of that and heard some of that. So yeah, um, I guess we can do the critical review of the albums. I guess we kind of found, and I'll go first. Uh, Christina Aguilera's album received mostly positive reviews from critics, most saying that she had a fantastic voice, and the album is. The album is the better aspect of the late 90s teen pop movement. Also saying that if she were able to tell her uh, story with her voice, it would be good. So saying just like her voice was so good that she just had to be able to tell it like if she was able to write her own music. Which I think when she did, she was very successful. <laughs> yes, and that's kind of what people like even critically of that album saying like once she's able to write her own music, like she'll be very successful at this mm -hmm. at music and people uh, people still didn't know the uh like they didn't know the person on the cover so they didn't know who Christina Aguilera was so mm -hmm. that was also another thing i read where it's like i mean that's probably happens with a lot of debut albums but you know it's like you want to get more of a sense of well, the, who you, the artist is as a person and then you find out that that person didn't really she didn't write any of the music so nothing's really musically lyrically personal that tells like the story and we've done a lot of these pod podcasts so far that a lot of the lyrics are personal stories or... And it, it means a lot more when they're actually authentic and honest about, like, what they're going through mm -hmm. emotionally or just, like, in their lives personally. So I say that would be one, I guess, uh, negative thing, I guess, if that's even a negative thing, but it's just a, maybe a point to be made. Yeah. Um, the album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling 252,000 copies in the first week. 
pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. It sold 8.3 copies as of August of last year. Sorry, 8.3 million copies (laughs) as of August of last year. And is their best-selling worldwide album with over 14 million copies sold. It was not. Uh, she was nominated in 2000 for two Grammys, one for Best New Artist and one for Best Female Pop Vocal Performer for Genie in the Bottle. And she ended up winning the Best New Artist over uh, Britney Spears. Was yeah, also Britney on Spears list. was also nominated for Best New Artist in 2000. All right, you want to let us know what they critically how yeah so baby one more time was kind of received it was it had mixed reviews there's some positive some negative uh billboard said that it was a, a quote top 40 ready workout filled with hook laden songs from the same bag as the title cut so the kind of it was a it was a catchy pop kind mm-hmm. of album others have said that spears seemed kind of too naive and immature like she needed to grow into uh, her herself and her music a little bit more you know, I, I would agree with that yeah. because you can definitely hear in her later albums how she has progressed a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Her so the it al- the album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling 121,000 copies in the first week. And Spears has been credited with leading the revival of teen pop in the in the ni- late 1990s. And it's said that critics hailed her as the most gifted teenage pop idol for many years. And she has set her sights uh, much higher, aiming for a level of stardom that has has been achieved by like Madonna or Janet Jackson. So she she had a lot of big ambitions mm-hmm. for her music. And Baby One More Time is Spears' most successful album to date, with worldwide sales of two twenty five million copies uh, as of right now, I believe, and is also the best selling album by a teenage solo artist. And Baby One More Time was also ranked as the 41st best album of all time on the Billboard Top 200 Albums of All Time list. 41st? Yes. Wow. That's, pretty <laughs> that's not the Rolling Stones album. That's a oh, very, that's right. That's that, right. The Rolling Stones list. list is a very different list than the Billboard uh, that's two, right. Top we 200. Used, we were using the Rolling Stones for our other ones. Rolling Stones is very more biased towards old music. So yeah, True. All right. So. So now we can kind of talk about our initial thoughts i guess of these albums going going into into this episode um i guess i'll just start off yeah go for it i no idea honestly (laughs) i didn't really i feel like you're not the target demographic for these Uh, albums i'm not i'm not the teenage girl that the music's definitely targeting um i definitely knew like a couple like obviously uh baby one more time and genie in a bottle and what a girl wants i think we're like and come on over, as we'll talk about, which we both didn't realize where it was like. <laughs> I know, I didn't song. know that at all. Um, but those were like the only three I kind of knew going into it. Uh-huh. Just the popular ones. Yeah, just the popular ones, and I didn't really have any expectations of. I I what I kind of thought at the end is kind of what I figured, but we can kind of dive into it after we get get yeah. through the song. So, what do you think going into it? So I so when these albums came out, I was pretty young. I was like three ish three or four yeah. and <laughs> but these were the songs that i like this is one of some of the first music i ever mm-hmm. remember listening I'm to sure. in my entire life I'm sure. and obviously i kids bop albums yes uh, all through kids bop <laughs> i was not actually list albums <laughs> either kids bop or the radio is how i was exposed <laughs> um but i would say like i'm definitely more of the demographic especially when it came out and yeah. as i you know i definitely was 
into like Britney Spears was definitely like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of a diehard Britney Spears fan, but like I said, it was just like I was growing up at the time when these people were becoming very popular with the music. So yeah. it was the it was the music that everyone was listening to and was on the radio. So I never I haven't necessarily listened to the album all the way through. Yeah, because no, when you're younger, no. you just listen to like the the number the singles that are on the radio. Mm-hmm. You don't actually listen to the albums. But yeah, I was really excited to, to look a, into it. Kind of same with me, where I think we're like this kind of like late '90s music. I don't. I didn't like. I've listened to more probably in the last like five years than I did back then. Because like when this came out, I would have been six. Yeah. So like that's you know you're not listening to this as a six-year-old and then by the time i'm a teenager it's kind of past yeah i think the the first kids bob album has two singles i think baby one more time and then potentially what a girl wants was on the first (laughs) ever kids bob and i had that on cassette when i was like i don't even know that's pretty funny four or five or something yeah all right, so should we go over our favorite songs? Yeah, next? what is your, your top favorites from Britney Spears' album? Mine is Baby One More Time, I Will Be There, From the Bottom of My Broken Heart, Sometimes, and Thinking About You. And I'm going to be honest, I don't, I didn't really <laughs> like any of them. So those <laughs> you are. No, that's the, fair. <laughs> I mean, Baby One More Time is kind of just a classic at this point, I guess. But honestly, I, it's funny because I was watching, because I was trying to listen to them like simultaneously so i had one pull up spotify one pulled up in youtube mm-hmm. so the britney spears one on youtube so it was a lot of her music videos man music videos in the <laughs> early 2000s though with the the dancing is just these excessive. are iconic i know iconic they are but it's also like videos. they just didn't match the voice with the mouth too so oh yeah the lip syncing was yeah, not super not accurate great, <laughs> not great back then but that's my britney spears ones um and I, yeah, I don't really got too much to say about Britney Spears that's, that's for fair. my songs. Um, do you want to, should we do each artist? Yeah. So I'll do my favorite, top favorite uh, Britney Spears one. So uh, mine are Baby One More Time, You Drive Me Crazy, Autumn Goodbye, Email My Heart, which I thought was. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, that song was interesting. The lyrics are like, what is happening? But like the, yeah. I like the song. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot for lyrics. It's like, yeah. what's, what's going on? <laughs> and then I also liked uh, Thinking About You. So, I mean, like, her <laughs> her stuff, I, I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I thought I wouldn't like it, especially, like, the first... After the first two songs, it was kind of, like, slows down, and I'm ca- I was kind of like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm not really into it. It was more like a ballad. There was a couple ballads in there. But then after you get past that, it was actually a really interesting pop album. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see some of the influences coming, yeah. um, especially listening to other Britney Spears stuff. This sounded, I don't know, a little Different. than I thought it would. But what were your Christina Aguilera uh, top five favorites? Genie in a Bottle. Uh, what a girl wants come over come come on over i turn to you and reflection i did actually really like that uh mulan song <laughs> the the one disney song yeah, yeah it was pretty good it like like it was funny because um i like i said i we didn't know it was a disney well, song. i knew <laughs> well, i did i did not know it was a disney song sorry going in so i got to that song in the album and I'm listening to him like, man, this sounds like a Disney song. <laughs> and I Googled it. It was like, oh, it's, it was on the Mulan soundtrack. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a pretty good, actually a pretty decent like Disney song. Mm-hmm. It's a very Disney-esque song. Oh, though, 100%. So. And I, lo- I, like, I didn't even realize that Disney songs have their own kind of like 
you could tell it's a Disney song until like <laughs> honestly just because I probably listened to so much music like since doing this podcast that I, you listen to that and instantly you're like, well, this isn't a normal song. Like yes. they changed their voice to be more like a, it's almost like a performance than. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's more like that's, a musical sound. Maybe that's something we got. We'll do, we'll do Disney songs or something. Oh, hundred percent. We'll do Disney songs. <laughs> what was uh, your uh, top five Christina Aguilera songs? Mine were Genie in a Bottle, What a Girl Wants, Come On Over, Reflection, and Love Will Find a Way. Nice. So I guess now we can kind of talk about the kind of comparisons that we found Um, yeah just after listening to both albums we kind of looked at a couple songs and tried to see if there's kind of similar if they're very different um so i don't know if you want to go first yeah well but i will note one thing um if you guys listen to our last album battle episode this one's a little more structured better (laughs) (laughs) we kind of know a little more what we're doing but um i will go first with i think we have like a couple or one comparison that's kind of similar but i think we kind of made our own uh stuff so i have sometimes by britney spears and so emotional by christina aguilera i think is a great example of how these artists took kind of the same theme which obviously they're they're pop songs so the themes aren't going to be crazy like crazy deep and a lot of them like uh, involve obviously love and relationships in like teen relationships and that way because that's how old they were but it they these two songs specifically have a very, like, uh, same, I think, feel like the same theme, I would say. And But they took these songs in completely kind of different directions, which, like, both vocally and, like, how they sound, which I think is a great example of how the show, how they actually are different. Yeah. Another one I, another one is Bottom of My Broken Heart by Britney Spears and Love for All Season by Christina Aguilera are both uh, slow down love songs that sound very familiar at first. Very familiar uh, at first. Like, there is a couple songs where I'm like, because I was going back and forth, I was like, who am I on? (laughs) (laughs) Is this not the same artist? Yeah, but I think uh, you get, when you get into the songs, Christina Aguilera has a much more deeper sounding voice, um, especially for only being 18 which is kind of crazy how like some i know of they the, were so young some, some of the notes she hits <laughs> they were younger than me <laughs> like some of the notes she can hits though hits though in the album is actually crazy but and just by like the voice and music it's it's a lot like deeper and kind of not even slower but britney spears is like I think of these two songs is like the more upbeat, slow version of the song. Yeah, I would say they both have very soulful vocals, but Christina Aguilar leans into that a little bit more. And then the last one I have, which I know you don't necessarily disagree with uh, this comparison, but... Do you mean I don't agree with it? Man, I do that all the time. You don't necessarily (laughs) disagree with it. (laughs) That just doesn't make sense. Uh, No, I was saying, come on over, uh, I think... You you agreed with this one, but "Come On Over" sounds like the most Britney uh, sound uh, from Christina Aguilera. Sorry, sounds like the most Britney Spears song on mm-hmm. her album, I think, or at least one of them I noticed. It's an upbeat song that, like, it's very upbeat. That I think Britney Spears is like throughout uh, her own album, even if it's kind of a slower song, like voice wise, she's doing. I think the tempo is always kind of it picks up at some point in yeah. a lot of her songs. And then I said Soda Pop from Britney Spears sounds a lot like Christina Elliott. See, I didn't think it did, but I'll talk about that. <laughs> I thought not necessarily because it is kind of like a funky kind of song, but I thought her voice, she kind of hits a lot of different, um, maybe because she just hit a lot of different like 
ranges that she didn't hit throughout the whole album. So maybe I just like, oh, that's different. And it sounds yeah, like I did read somewhere that Britney Spears said this album was not very vocally challenging for her. So she like after this, she was excited to yeah. do stuff that was actually yeah. like more of a range of her vocals. Um, why don't you do your specific reasons and then we'll kind of do our overall kind of comparison. Yeah, so my so some things that I saw that were very similar was their use of like the lower end of the piano. So on uh, come in, come on over and baby one more time specifically, they both have this like the the bass piano sections. But I think baby one more time uses it in a more like dramatic way, signaling the the iconic beginning of the song. Everyone knows that beginning, mm-hmm, true. and it sounds it has like the three note motif in the bass range of the piano. That's very similar to like we we will rock you or start me up by the Rolling Stones. Like it has that just like bang and mm-hmm. it just grabs you instantly. While Aguilera sounds a little more like playful when she uses it in Come On Over, um, and kind of like more pop sounding to me. And then I thought that. Thinking About You by Christina Aguilera, uh, or by Britney Spears, sorry, displays uh, her, like, a quality of her voice that I feel like people don't always hear, where she actually can do a lot of, like, lower-end stuff, kind of more similar to Christina Aguilera, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, it also has a more R&B influence than usually you hear in Britney Spears' music, yeah. especially like her hit, like her hit songs sound very different than I would say the rest of her songs on this album. And uh, but I think Christina Aguilera obviously leans more to the R&B influence yeah, overall in agree. all of her songs, and. Britney kind of maintains more of a pop and funk inspired sound, which I thought soda pop sounded very different because it had more of a funk influence, which Christina Aguilera doesn't really do too much. I also thought that Christina's, like you said, Christina's song, Come On Over, the vocals sound like Britney Spears for a little bit. (laughs) I thought it was. In one section, she has that like nasally sound that Britney Spears Mm -hmm. is like very famously known for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, they sound exactly the same. It was crazy. They both kind of like at one part of the album sounded like the other's more like recognizable sound, which I thought was kind of cool. And they both lyrically talk about, like you said, relationships and heartache and like the teen experience. But I would say Aguilera's songs are more explicitly sexual mm-hmm. and like Genie in the Bottle or When You Put My When You Put Your Hands on Me. And then Britney Spears is obviously more innocent or like just like family friendly content. Mm-hmm. I would agree she's the D- Disney version of the uh, two albums. Yes. For for this album, yeah. Yes, for this album. <laughs> she definitely changes that as as her career progresses Mm -hmm. i would agree and like even for me like lyrically i i really neither of them really do anything for me but also i also think it has a lot to do with they didn't they didn't really write their own music for this one so and overall yeah i definitely think a lot of what you kind of said with the different how the albums are different and I think they do have a very different, like, vocal style, obviously. Yeah, I would say, like, while Christina Aguilera has more, like, a powerful voice, Mm -hmm. Britney Spears are more, like, unique and kind of, like, raspy, and they have a a personality of their own, I would say. All right, well, is it time to decide? Yes, what was your favorite album? Mine was Christina Aguilera's Christina Aguilera. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just like, honestly, what kind of put it over the edge for me is I liked more of the songs on the album. 
Yeah, I, I mean, liked, you didn't really like either of these. I didn't really like either of them, <laughs> but I could get through Christina Aguilera's album more because her voice was, uh, I think, a lot better at that time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is all subject- subjective. Yes. To when they came out, but I liked her voice a lot better. Um, I think she has more hits on the album. Um, meaning there's three songs that I knew before, and I only knew one of Britney Spears. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something to be said there. For sure. And, yeah, I think that's, I mean, the, for me, there's not a, such a crazy explanation where it's Christina Aguilera just barely kind of edges it for me. I didn't necessarily like either of them that much, but <laughs> Christina Aguilera's definitely was, I, in my eyes, better. Yeah. Yeah, I I like them both. I for for different reasons I think, but the one that I am picking as my <laughs> number one choice is "Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears. I mean, I'm like a I'm just like a diehard Britney Spears That's fan. Fair. So. That's fair. But I also, it. I think like well, Christina Aguilera's album is a little bit more cohesive and like as a whole. Uh, yeah, I did find that. Too. I I did like like after you get past the singles in Britney Spears. I thought that the album was very, very different and varied. Like, it, it had more of an interesting and memorable listen for me because it just sounded different than what I expected, I guess. From, yeah. From I, her I, and just I from agree. a pop album of that time. I do think it was a little too long, though. Like, she probably could have cut a couple songs off. I did hear well, that. The, you you probably listened to the deluxe version, but yeah. But I it was funny because I was listening to... I was kind of listening to another other people kind of talk about them, and that's what they like. They found themselves uh, when they got like through. They recognized like I think the Christina Aguilera album's more recognizable than the Britney Spears one is. Yeah. When you dive down into the songs, that are kind of like. Oh yeah, and I would agree. There's a section in the middle where there's just kind of like a bunch of ballads that yeah. I was not a fan of. I could totally do without that. I could do with like the first couple songs and then like the last couple mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Those ones really were the the best to me. But overall, I just I feel like her songs display a very distinct style and personality that makes her stand out a little mm-hmm. bit more. That's fair. Well, that's another Friday album battle i know we're, we're split again do you think we're split we'll... <laughs> again i don't know we're, we're always choosing the one that we research more so <laughs> i don't know this, uh... is sh- this is true because you did do you did pick uh i pit- picked pet sounds and i did the research and you did yep uh, For, from last week but maybe maybe one day we'll <laughs> yeah maybe one day we'll pick the same one yeah uh so yeah that's it for this week's uh, Friday episode of New Old and Songs Untold. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on our social medias at Songs Untold. Uh, check out, we'll put these albums out on a playlist on Spotify. And we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.